Hola todos, and welcome to episode 5 of our Spanish from Scratch series. If you've been with us so far, you'll know a few ways of meeting and greeting people in Spanish, and how to order in a cafe like a native, as well as a few basic conjugations and combinations of phrases to express all manner of questions. Today, we'll look at the rest of the conjugations for the simple present, which is what we started in the last podcast. And we'll also meet some new verbs, which while being probably the most common verbs, actually have a slightly different conjugation to what we're used to. So anyway, to start with, can you remember what the following phrases mean? Liz is going to say them in her perfect Colombian Spanish. Ah, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll give you a few moments to try and guess what the phrase means in English before we tell you. Okay, Liz, take it away. ¿Qué más? ¿Qué más? ¿Qué más? is a really useful, cool way of saying, how are you? Right? That's what all the kids say in Colombia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> ¿Qué más? Phrase number two. No me gusta la lluvia. No me gusta la lluvia. No me gusta la lluvia means I don't like the rain. No me gusta is I don't like. If you say me gusta is I like, to make it negative you say no. So no me gusta la lluvia, rain. Phrase number three, please. Me pones dos cervezas? Me pones dos cervezas? Me pones dos cervezas. This is something you would say in a bar. And you'd say it to a waiter or waitress. So, me pones is literally, can you put me? Which sounds very strange in English, but in Spain and South America, it's a perfectly normal way of saying, can I have? So, can I have, me pones, dos cervezas. Two beers. Can I have two beers? And phrase number four, please. ¿En qué trabajas? ¿En qué trabajas? ¿En qué trabajas? Means, what do you work as? Or, literally, in what do you work? So, trabajar is an AR verb, and we looked at how to conjugate these in the previous podcast. Trabajas is from tú, which is the informal you. And that's the conjugation with AS on the end. So, ¿en qué trabajas? And notice we don't say tú. We don't need to include the pronoun you in this case because it's implied in the ending of the verb. And finally... ¿Hablas español? ¿Hablas español? ¿Hablas español? That means, do you speak Spanish? Again, this is an AR verb, so hablar is the full infinitive, and we've conjugated it for the same pronoun, tú. So it becomes an AS at the end. Hablas español. And notice also the rising inflection to make a question. You don't say, hablas español. If you want to know, do you speak Spanish, you say, hablas español. Is that right? <laughs> 
Es correcto. Good. Yeah. The question way. ¿Hablas español? In our previous lesson, we conjugated verbs for three different pronouns. You'll remember that we covered three different types of verb as well, which end in AR, ER, and IR. So, for example, with the verb comer, which means to eat, you have three different, con three different conjugations for three different pronouns. The pronouns were yo, which is I, tu, which is you, informal, and nosotros, which is we. What were the conjugations, Liz? Yo como, tú comes, nosotros comemos. Perfect. Thank you very much. Mm. <laughs> But of course, we're missing a few pronouns. We're missing another you, we're missing they, uh, and a few others as well. But before we tell you what they are, see if you can guess what the following Spanish phrases mean, which use those pronouns and some new conjugations, which we're going to teach you. Okay, so Liz is going to say the phrases and we'll give you a little time to guess what they mean in Spanish. All right. Él come mucho. Él come mucho. So it's the same verb, comer. This time it's él. Él come mucho. He eats a lot. Next one. Vosotros trabajáis juntos. Vosotros trabajáis juntos. Vosotros trabajáis juntos means you, and that's plural, informal, which is used in Spain. Trabajáis, work, together. So, you all work together. Next one. ¿Ustedes viven juntos? ¿Ustedes viven juntos? Ustedes viven juntos. So here, we're using you plural again, but this time, it's a formal way. So, ustedes viven, so vivir is the full verb, the infinitive, and viven, to live, juntos, together. So, what we're saying here, ustedes viven juntos, do you, do all of you live together? And finally... Usted trabaja aquí? Usted trabaja aquí? Usted trabaja aquí? That means, do you work here? Usted is the formal way of saying you. So, if you weren't able to guess, here are the pronouns that we've been missing so far. Él. He. Ella. She. Vosotros. You, plural, informal. This is only used in Spain. Yeah. It's not used in South America, right? You never use vosotros. Yeah, I don't know if I say the correct way. Vosotros. Exactly. You know better than me. <laughs> Liz doesn't even know how to say it. But you can trust me. It's vosotros. Yeah, vosotros. <laughs> An interesting comparison, actually, is that in English, 
some people certain accents or dialects they will like to mark the plural as well so in for example Ireland or or south or southern states of America they might say y'all like you all y'all or they might say use and that's in Ireland they say use use yeah oh so they like to mark the plural as well it's it's in english it's quite difficult because we only have you we don't know if it's plural or singular yeah so in spanish you can tell the pronoun whether it's plural or singular so vosotros was plural informal you and the next one ustedes okay so this you use in south america don't you? Yeah. yeah ustedes <laughs> So this is plural, you, and it's formal as well. So in Spain it's formal, and in South America it's the default. It's the only one you can have for plural, you. Yeah, always you use. So, ustedes. So even when it's your mates, mm. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And finally? Usted. Usted, which is you, formal. Formal way. And this is used quite commonly in South America? Not really. I used to talk with... Just instance usted, I use tú. Oh, now you use tú. Yeah. Okay. Two. So more and more people are switching to tú, but traditionally usted is a much more formal thing. It's still used a lot, so it's definitely yeah, worth learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In Spain, uh, I'd say even more people use tú rather than usted. In Spain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay, so those are the pronouns. And now we'll look at the conjugations. So, Liz will tell you in her beautiful Spanish again. If you remember, we have three types of verb. These are the regular verbs. We've got AR verbs, for example, trabajar. We have ER verbs, for example, comer. And we have IR verbs, for example, vivir. So, Liz, take it away. Él trabaja. O. Ella trabaja. So, we didn't in fact cover she. <laughs> yeah, so él is he and ella is she. she. And the conjugation is exactly the same for both of those. Él trabaja or ella trabaja. Next one. Vosotros trabajáis. Vosotros trabajáis. Usted trabaja. Ustedes trabajan. Ellos trabajan. Perfect. So, another pronoun, in fact, which we forgot to cover earlier, was a very important one. Ellos. Ellos means they. Okay, so, él o ella trabaja, vosotros trabajáis, usted trabaja, and usted is the same conjugation as él o ella, and ustedes trabajan, and ellos trabajan. So, ustedes and ellos trabajan. So, those are the same conjugations as well. So really, you've only got three new conjugations to learn here. We'll make it easy for you. Okay, those are the AR verbs. ER verbs, Liz. 
Él come. Ella come. Vosotros coméis. Usted come. Ustedes comen. Ellos comen. And the IR verbs. Él vive. Ella vive. Vosotros vivís. Usted vive. Ustedes viven. Ellos viven. Now, there are really no shortcuts to learn these. What we recommend is that you actually repeat that part of Liz going through the different conjugations and repeat after her and do that lots of times until it's really fixed in your mind. We also think that it's very important to listen to the pronunciation because depending on the verb, the stress, where the stress falls in each verb can be different according to the conjugation. So have another listen and see where the stress lands. Or you can check out our notes which accompany this podcast and will give you the stress in each case. Okay, so another note about this formal and informal you which they have in Spanish. You have usted, which is the formal, and tú, which is informal. Because as you know, in English, we only have one way to say this. We have you. Although we used to have thou and thee, um, which were two different types of you, but then they were, were replaced by you. So we only have you. This can create a few difficulties for English speakers because we don't really know when to use which type of you. It's a cultural thing. So, we've got a few different people here, and this is interesting for me as well, <laughs> and we're going to see what kind of you do you use for the following people. So, do you use usted, or do you use tú? So, for your friend, do you use tú or usted? Tú. Yeah? All of your friends? All of my friends. What about your sibling, so your brother or your sister? Uh, you used to as well. Even if they're older? Even if Especially if they're older. If they're older. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Always too. What about your boss at work? In that case, uh, we use usted. So you use usted with your yeah, boss? Yeah, because we feel like a respect with them, so usted. How about your teacher? Hmm. It depends. On your teacher, but if there is a big class, we normally use usted. Okay. It's a, a small group, and we, if we have a good relation with the teacher, we can use two as well. How about your parent, so your mum or your dad? Usted. Usted with your mum and your dad. Mm, it depends. If they are old, we use... Not your step. not your grandparents, your parents, mum or dad. Ah, no. Two, two, yeah, two, 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 two. Okay. Uh, but your grandparents? Usted. Ah, okay. <laughs> How about someone you don't know, a stranger? Usted. Usted? Always to a stranger? Yeah. Okay. Now, this is true for Colombia, um, but it may or may not be true 
for different countries. As a rule, South Americans are a bit more formal than Spanish speakers, or rather Castilian Spanish from Spain. So you, you could, if you're in doubt, then use usted. However, I find that as a foreigner, you're unlikely to offend anyone. I almost always use tu, and I know a lot of Spanish people who do the same, and I've never gotten any problems, I've never been told off for using mm. tu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even with, with old people or with people who I should, you know, be very respectful to and so on. However, I still think it's a good idea to try and get it right. So I'm going to try and use usted a bit more as well, especially with your mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think it's better to use two. Yeah. I normally use two all the time. Okay. So I recommend use two. <laughs> oh, well. Learn usted anyway, but don't worry about using it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, everyone understand. Okay, so now we're going to try an exercise. We're going to test you and you're going to give the conversation before Liz again will give it to us in her perfect Spanish. So I'm going to give you the English and you've got a chance to translate to Spanish. Number one. Where do you work? Where do you work? And this is the informal you. ¿Dónde trabajas? Number two. Where do they live? ¿Dónde ellos viven? ¿Dónde ellos viven? Why does Pedro speak English? ¿Por qué Pedro habla inglés? ¿Por qué Pedro habla inglés? When are we eating? ¿Cuándo comemos? ¿Cuándo comemos? Okay, so what you'll notice there is that sometimes Liz used the pronoun and sometimes she didn't. Generally, you can skip the pronoun because you don't need it. But if you do use it, sometimes it adds more emphasis. Also, you can move the pronoun to the other side of the verb. Or rather, you can put it after the verb. So in English, it's very fixed where we have the pronoun and the verb or the subject and the object. But in Spanish, you're a bit more flexible about word order. So, for example, when you say, where do they live? You can say, donde ellos viven? Or you can say, donde viven ellos? Donde viven ellos? So there, we've changed the word order. And that's perfectly acceptable. And that's the beauty of having a language where you conjugate the verbs. You become much more flexible in where you can where you can put the verbs and the word order and so on. Okay, so we've taught you how to conjugate all of the regular verbs in the present simple, which is what you're going to be doing a lot of the time when you speak Spanish. So this is a really great way, sorry, this is a really great time now to stock up on the verbs you know. 
It's a great time to build up your vocabulary. You can learn some verbs in the infinitive. And once you get good at conjugation, you can use these verbs in any way you want. So we've put a list together in the accompanying materials to this podcast of the top regular verbs that you need to know. So regular means that they conjugate using all the rules we've just given you. And we suggest that you memorize these before our next podcast. So don't forget you can get transcriptions and supporting notes on our website at SpanishObsessed.com as well as a whole host of other other articles and Spanish-related materials. So, from me, Rob, hasta luego. And from Liz. Adios.